What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Sunday, November 30th. Hopefully, all you guys had a great and fantastic Thanksgiving weekend, enjoying times with your friends, your families, and your loved ones. Hopefully, all you guys are doing great. Um, it was a lot of good sports events this past weekend. From uh, today, we got a lot of good NFL games. Yesterday, we had Ohio State versus Michigan, Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. It was a lot of good college football games on yesterday, and it was a few good college basketball games on yesterday. Uh, under the radar game was between Tennessee and VCU, and Tennessee won by a last-second jump shot by Lamont Turner. So Lamonte Turner, excuse me. So that was a nice game. But regardless of the fact, hopefully all you guys are doing great. Today on this nice and fine Sunday, I want to come at you guys and talk about Tuesday, December 3rd. Now, what's happening on Tuesday, December 3rd, the 21st, or I believe it starts on Monday, the 21st annual Big Ten ACC Challenge in college basketball is taking place this week. And so Tuesday, the headliner is between my Michigan State Spartans, who are currently ranked number three, but we will be dropping a little bit due, due to the fact that we lost to Virginia Tech in Maui. And currently right now, they're going to drop two, but the number one ranked Duke Blue Devils, who just lost the other day to Stephen F. Austin at home in Durham. So, and then they beat Winthrop, I believe, either yesterday or the day before that. So, or two days ago. With that being said, so we match up on Tuesday. Now, this has been, honestly, a highly anticipated matchup um, for the past couple of months. I believe they dropped the actual games in June. And, you know, obviously last season, you know, my Spartans knocked out the Duke Blue Devils with Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish in the Elite Eight last year out in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., to go to the Final Four in Minneapolis, where we ultimately lost in the Final Four to Texas Tech. So that hurt Duke fans because Duke fans wanted to see Zion Williams carry them, Zion Williamson, excuse me, carry them all the way to a national championship. And that Duke team was that good enough to do so. But they fell shorthanded, and now they're going to have, quote-unquote, a revenge game, even though, you know, they don't have necessarily the same players that they do from last year. Um, they have a pretty much new team, except for obviously Trey Jones, who's at point guard, and Javin Delorier, who's a senior now. But it's going to be a good matchup. This game is in East Lansing at the Breslin Center, Michigan State's home court. Should be a sold out crowd. I believe it is a sold out crowd. I cannot wait for it. But I want to come at you guys today and give you the keys to me, what I personally believe Michigan State has to do in order to win this game against Duke at the Breslin Center. So the first key. Honestly, the first key is, is something that I usually never say, especially when you're talking about Coach Izzo coach teams. But the first key is rebounding. I have three keys, but I want to do the first one first, rebounding. We have, I won't say we've struggled rebounding, but we do not right now rebound as a team. I feel like rebounding, yes, you know, you, you usually have one or two dominant rebounding type players, but this year's Michigan State team, we really need to find an identity when it comes to rebounding. We need to start being able to rebound as a unit, as a collective, because I feel like we've given up so many offensive rebounds and second-chance buckets that it's not even funny this year. Like, Virginia Tech was a good example. They had so many second-chance points in that game, all due to the fact that we were not crashing the defensive boards as hard as we should have and usually do. And that was a big letdown. Even though Xavier Tillman has been a monster on the boards, I think he's had um, double-digit boards almost every game this season. We it's still not enough. Like we need other people to rebound. We need our guards to get in there. We need Aaron Henry and Gabe Brown to get in there. We got to start doing the dirty work. I know it's hard to you know with the defensive rebounding because Coach Izzo loves to push the pace on offense and transition, so it's kind of a, a hard thing to do. But we have to start securing rebounds, and we cannot give Duke second chance points because first of all, Duke already struggles to score, 
and that's a big thing. So if we can hold them to one shot per possession, that's going to be a, a major, major factor. And especially at home, you got to be able to feed off your crowd. Even though we played bad um, versus Virginia Tech, I, I expect us, our home crowd to really give us life and energy. And I expect us to have a really good game. So honestly, the, wor the worries that I have about this team right now are all fixable. And I'm pretty sure they're all going to be fixed. So I don't know if Coach Izzo is going to keep the starting lineup with Marcus Bingham at the four or Thomas Kithier. Hopefully he keeps Marcus Bingham because he matches up well with um, Matthew Hurt. So that would be an interesting thing. And also, before I forget, also want to send my prayers um, to Cassius Stanley, who suffered a hamstring injury, I believe, versus the, in the Winthrop game. Tried to go for a dunk, and he, I guess it's, something happened to his hamstring. I don't know if he pulled it, sprained it. Whatever the case may be, we're praying for him to have a fast and speedy recovery. So he's not going to be in this game. He is a starter for Duke. I believe they start Trey Jones, Cassius Stanley, Wendell Moore, uh, Matthew Hurt, and Wendell or excuse me, and Vernon Carroll, I believe, are the starting five. But I think they might have they might have taken Matthew Hurt out of the starting lineup in place for Javin Delorier. But nonetheless, honestly, I, I feel confident in this game. As a Michigan State fan, I feel super confident at this game just because due to the simple fact that we're actually at home. It's going to be an at-home game, sold out, and it's the same night that we're going to be honoring Draymond Green and retiring his number 23 jersey, which is actually kind of weird because I do believe Xavier Tillman kind of plays in number 23 right now. But that's a whole other thing for a whole other day. But still, all the emotions are going to be running high. It's going to be a big-time game, big-time environment. It's going to be Duke's freshman's first true road test in college basketball because they haven't played anywhere outside of Duke and Madison Square Garden. That's the only place they've been at so far in the season so they're gonna actually have to go to Michigan State and play in that hostile environment it's gonna be interesting so rebounding was the first thing that I had for our keys to success in this game another thing it's another thing that we've been struggling on that we usually don't struggle with because we've always had some really good post players but scoring points out of the post we need to get the ball and be able to score more post points more effectively because I feel like even though Xavier Tillman is finally adjusting and kind of sorting uh, adjusting to playing a five instead of a four, which he traditionally is, he's got to be able to finish. And, like, he had just a whole bunch of plays this past week at the Miami Vegetational Tournament where he was just missing uh, jump hooks or whatever. In the paint, he was struggling, to be honest with you. He was missing a lot of layups. And it's not just him, though. Um, it was a play where Julius Marble had an easy layup. He got fouled, but still, he had a, he was right there at the glass. He didn't even put it on the glass. He didn't even let it hit the backboard. He just tried to lay it up, and he airballed it. So it's like Thomas Kithier... Marcus Bingham, Julius Marble, and Xavier Timmon, they all have to score points in the paint for us to win this game. And I'm not saying they all have to score, you know, double figures, but they need to give us something, some type of production in the post. Otherwise, it's going to hurt us, especially because they have their own guy who all Michigan State fans know and will probably boo, to be honest with you, because we thought he was going to commit to Michigan State, and that's Vernon Carey. And he's going to be... Um, honestly, I think Xavier Tillman matches up with him pretty well. I think Xavier will kind of, he won't shut him down, but he'll definitely contain him. But for us, we desperately need points in the paint, man. We need that. We need that type of production, especially because the simple fact that it helps space the floor for Cassius Winston, for Rocket Watts, for Kyle Owens, Gabe Brown, Aaron Henry. That's the main thing. When you get points in the paint in the post like that, it helps spread out the entire floor for your shooters, for driving lanes, for good angles on passes, all those different type of things. And that's why I think points in the post are going to be so important in this game. And we got to get some type of production in the in the post because it's going to be a big, big factor. I'm telling you, those two things, rebounding and scoring in the post are going to be huge and vital in this game. 
when it, when it comes around on Tuesday, December 3rd. Another thing, the last thing, the last key to this game, our freshmen from Michigan State who mainly play are Rocket Watts and Malik Hall. And don't get it twisted. They have both been playing really well. Rocket Watts more so on the defensive end. Malik Hall more so on the offensive end. But they are still freshmen, and they make freshman mistakes. And that's another thing that I need to kind of change fast, especially because both of them are very important pieces for this Michigan State team to be successful. So with Malik Hall, as I stated, he plays really good offense. He can shoot it. He took a tough NBA type of look fadeaway jumper against Georgia and hit it confidently. So I'm not worried about that. But he has to stay disciplined on defense. It was a lot of time where he was just fouling for no reason. He was reaching. He wasn't just sitting on the ball and playing, you know, strict disciplined defense. He was picking up silly fouls. Him and Rocket Watts. But Rocket is he's more of a, a really good on-ball defender, so I'm not really worried about him, but they still pick up some silly fouls. I just felt like they shouldn't have picked up. Like there's no need for you to be reaching when the guy's dribbling the ball past half court. Just let him dribble. Like just let him go. You don't have to reach for that. You don't need to steal that desperately. You got to just sometimes you got to just play the whole 30 seconds out of the shot clock and play defense. It's, it just comes down to that sometimes. And I feel like you cannot pick up cheap fouls. Those two especially because honestly they come back to bite us. Like I think Rocket had a bad bad foul versus Virginia Tech. We were losing by we came back, we were down 10 at a point. We came back, we were down 2. But I believe like two or three minutes left in the game. Literally, the dude is dribbling past half court and Rocket is guarding him and he reaches for no reason. And he sends dude to the free throw line and I think he goes one of two and they put him up three points for Virginia Tech. Like little things like that will come back and haunt you throughout the course of a game and we cannot let that be the case when Duke comes into the Breslin Center on Tuesday. We have to play disciplined defense. And for Malik Hall, you know, Izzo, he had a play where he pretty much baptized a dude on Georgia's team where he pretty much took him, I believe, maybe two or three dribbles from the left wing to the cup and dunked all over him, and he stared him down the face, and he got a technical foul for that, and Coach Izzo told him to grow up. We're going to need Malik Hall to grow up, and I'm not saying he's a kid or anything like that, but he just has to mature because he was doing some things too. Like him and Xavier Tillman, and I hate to say this, but they were just playing an undisciplined defense. Like they were biting on all pump fakes for Virginia Tech. They would jump and get out and get it in the air like a whole bunch of times. And that was so um, just annoying. It had me angry because we played better defense than that. We played more disciplined defense than that. We were biting at ball fakes that we usually never jump at. Like I'd rather you just have, have you just contest the shot. If it goes in, it goes in. But when you jump, leave the feet, and give the offense a driving lane to blow past you, that hurts us more than anything. And I feel like we cannot do that versus Duke. Luckily, though, Duke is not that good of a jump shooting team. They have Matthew Hurt, even though he's, you know, his playing time starting to diminish a little bit. Um, Vernon Carey can stretch out the defense a little bit. Trey Jones, a jumper, it's not as improved as everybody's saying it is, but it's still a little bit better from last season. Um, Cassius Stanley, I, again, I said he was their best, he was, he, or he was one of their best shooters, and sadly he's hurt, so he will not be playing. I think Coach K said he won't be playing until after Christmas, so there's that. Um, and then pretty much after that, you know, Alex O'Connell, Jack White, you know, they're containable. They sometimes they stop themselves from being great, and so that's that. But those three things: um, rebounding, scoring, and having the freshman just play discipline. Xavier Tillman too, though. Like, uh, you know, Xavier Tillman is a junior; he's experienced, but. Sometimes he just, I feel like he's just out of it. And of course, you know, another thing is limiting our turnovers, but we already know that. Like, that's always been a big thing for Michigan State basketball. We cannot turn over the ball 
in this game, especially with Duke's pressure defense. They love to get on the ball. They love to jam the help side lanes. They love to have you. They love to have other teams' offense beat you one on one instead of playing as a team, and it gets you out your rhythm, and it slows everything up, and it messes everything up. So we cannot fall into Duke's trap. We already know what it was last year. You have to make crisp passes. You can't make no soft pass against Duke because they will turn you over. We already know Trey Jones is a pesky defender, but I, we already know Cassius is the best point guard in all of college basketball, so I'm not really worried about that. But to be honest, though, honestly, I feel like, as I stated, I, I know all these problems, quote-unquote, are fixable. I think, you know, a huge part that plays into it was the fact that, obviously, you know, Cassius Winston lost his brother Zach um, almost two weeks ago, and they're still dealing with that, and I'm still praying for him for that because it's going to take a lot of time to fully recover from that if they ever fully do recover from that because it's a tough thing. But I think that did play a part. But I just think the energy that Breslin Center, the Breslin Center is going to have on Tuesday, I think that's going to be big. I think we're going to feed off that. I think the crowd, everything about it, just it being Duke, a big-time game. It's going to be on ESPN. I believe Dan Schumann and Jay Bills will be doing that game. So it's going to be a, a crazy environment. I cannot wait to watch the game. It's going to be um, ecstatic. Like, literally, I've been waiting for this game for the past three months. And, man, I got a whole bunch of friends that are Duke fans. I'm the lone Michigan State fan alongside my boy, uh, Jay Miller. Shout out to my guy, Justin Miller. But, yeah, so... I can't wait, man. It's going to be fun. Tuesday is going to be a lot of fun. But some other notable games in the Big Ten ACC Challenge that we should keep our eyes out, especially by the time March Madness comes. These games will definitely be key parts for anybody's resume. Um, Virginia, the national, the defending national champion, so I say, will be heading out to Purdue, uh, over to West Lafayette, Indiana, to play Purdue and the Boilermakers. Michigan, the Wolverines, fresh off an Atlantis championship um, one down there against a couple good teams in Gonzaga, Iowa State, and I forgot who the second team they played were. I believe it was North Carolina. and Or no, yeah, I think it was North Carolina. So they got that. They won that, and they will be traveling to Louisville, down to Kentucky, to take on the Cardinals and Chris Mack. That should be a really good game. And then another game that's going to be really, really fun to watch is Ohio State, the Buckeyes, who a lot of people think are a Final Four team, um, contending team as do I myself. I think they are that good. They will travel to Chapel Hill to take on the Tar Heels, Coach Roy Williams, and Cole Anthony. Those are all going to be really good games. So that's the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Again, I think the keys to beating Duke are scoring in the post and getting post buckets, rebounding. We got to rebound as hard as we can. We cannot give Duke second chance opportunities and just playing disciplined defense and just smarter offense. I think those two, those four to five things or three to four things are going to be so crucial by the time we play Duke. So moving on, some more Michigan State news. So A.J. Hoggart, who we all know signed to Michigan State a few weeks ago. Officially, he is a Spartan dog. Man, so I've watched three games from A.J. But first of all, let me get into his game. So A.J., 6'3 point guard slash shooting guard. He's or he's almost 6'4 is what I actually heard, but he's from Coastville, Pennsylvania. He's a native from there. Same place where Rip Hamilton is from. Shout out to Rip Hamilton, Hall of Famer, legendary basketball player. Um, so um AJ currently goes to Huntington Prep, the same high school that produced Miles Bridges, Andrew Wiggins, Thomas Bryant, Keldon Johnson, a whole bunch of really good players. AJ's gonna be the next one out there. Um he played this past summer for the PSA Cardinals. Head coach Terrence Munch Williams, who does a phenomenal job with the New York based program in the Nike UIBL, where AJ averaged 15.2 points per game, shooting 49% from the field, 5.1 assists per game, 3.8 rebounds per game, and 1.4 steals per game. And now, 
you may be asking yourself, why are you talking about AJ now? You've already talked about him, but in the past month, I've already watched three Huntington Prep games, and all of them have left me even more happier that AJ Hoggard is going to be a Spartan dog in the future. So the first game I watched was about a month ago, and it was the Border War game. Border war between a West Virginia school and a Virginia school. And the West Virginia school is Huntington Prep. That's where they're based out of. And the Virginia school is Hargrave Military Academy. And so Hargrave ended up winning this game. But what A.J. Hargrave did was incredible. He scored 28 points alone in the second half. And that and you might be saying, well, they lost. So his stats don't really matter. But the thing is, his team was down by like 19 for majority of the game. And let this be known. They should have never been down 19 because they have such a loaded squad from Zach Loveday, who's a, a seven-footer going to Baylor, um, Jamin Brakefield, who's a 6'9 forward going to Duke, Dudley Blackwell, who's a 6'6 forward going to Iowa State. They have a whole bunch of high major Division One players in the 2020 class that are signed to different schools. And they also have some other really good point guards um, in Shane uh, Bazzoni and Brayon Freeman, who are in the class of 2021. They're both highly ranked juniors, but... Without a doubt, they were still down to Hargrave Military Academy by like 19 points for the entire game. And then the second half comes around, AJ literally took over the game. And now look, I knew AJ was already a good playmaker, but his jump shot and his ability to pass the ball are much, much better than I ever thought that they could be. Like, I knew he was good at both, but the way he's playing right now at such a high level, he is the absolute leader for this Huntington Prep team. He is the drink that stirs, or excuse me, he is the straw that stirs the drink for the Huntington Prep team. He's just an overall really good point guard. I was watching their game today, matter of fact. They had a game today versus um, Combine Prep, which is a school out of North Carolina. And AJ didn't have his best game, but he made a lot of winning plays. He was struggling from shooting the ball from three, but still, he made a lot of winning plays. And that's one thing I think that really stuck with Coach Izzo. But yesterday, or two days ago, excuse me, um, yeah, last night they played um combine prep excuse me but two days ago they played word of god which is the same school that john wall went to based out of raleigh north carolina and word of god actually has um Jawan howard's highest rated recruit since being at michigan and top 15 player isaiah todd coming in who's a 610 power forward but so they matched up with him and so that's not gonna be the last time that they face off on the court aj looked like the best player on that court he was dominant in every single fashion he was making so many different plays for his team like I said his jumper is much much improved and I'm so happy to call this dude a Spartan dog because he fits everything he he is the definition the spinning image of an OKG what coach Izzo says are kind of guys AJ Hoggard is a Spartan dog believe me when I say it, he plays like one he just hustles his butt off he plays hard he gets his team energized to make winning plays he loves to play defense he's really getting better with his shot selection he can get to the rack at any single time and whether it's a, he creates a layup or an opportunity for his teammates to score whatever he's always going to get two feet into the paint because he's so strong he knows how to use his body he knows angles he knows everything AJ Hogard, Hogard excuse me is a pure point guard and he's steadily getting better and he's going to steadily put the nation on notice that this dude is not only is he under ranked and he definitely needs more love in the rankings even though I don't care about rankings they need to show him more respect and national wide a lot of people are going to see this is one of the best point guards in the country and for Michigan State fans out there for Spartan Nation fans out there we are going to be happy to call this dude AJ Hogard a Spartan dog but with that being said 
as always, shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports. Go check out their podcast, their podcast network. I'm featured on the podcast network, but they got a whole bunch of other really great podcasts. Go check out all their content, whatever you love to see, from WWE to college football, college basketball. I'm a writer and a blogger for the college basketball. Go check out my articles on Nuts and Bolts Sports, but they do everything. You know, the NBA, you know, wrestling, as I already stated, tennis, whatever. Nuts and Bolts Sports has it. But as always, Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share, and all those other good things. If you listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. This has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. You guys have a lovely and a great week. I will talk to you guys soon. Peace, love, and blessings gone.